you hear they found a new? Uh, well, they didn't find it. It's not new, obviously. But there was a. They found a World War Two sh- Japanese uh, boat that sank, and I and it had it had sank with like some you know hundreds of Australian uh, prisoners. I didn't even know. Wow. I was like, my brain was like, whoa, that's that's pretty intense. <laughs> Because, I mean, like, I knew it was a world war, but I didn't hear anything about that. I was just like, you, I, I don't know that I've studied out what Australia's role in the war was, you yeah. know? I have so, no idea. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just like, uh, okay. <laughs> so, but I was looking at that and because uh, I was looking to find out where the, um, it used to be that you could build a house, right? For around sixty, seventy dollars a square foot, and that's that's that was good. Then, when and we're talking about when I was, you know, probably eighteen. Okay. Okay. Um, and then it when uh, Amy and I got married, it was around ninety dollars a square foot, and so I was curious about that because I was like, you know, I don't know what it costs to build a house by a square foot. So right now to build a new home. The cheapest state to build it in, can you guess? One of the northern ones nobody cares about. It's actually Mississippi and Alabama. They're uh, or Arkansas. They're tied. Weird. So, yeah, it's uh, Mississippi and Arkansas are one hundred thirty-seven dollars a square foot. Then what the heck is it in uh, North and South Dakota? Well, let's take There's a look. Nothing oh. up there. Yeah, okay. So South Dakota is $144 a square foot. Um I'm very certain I passed. North Dakota. $148 a square foot. What the heck? Yeah. Oh, no, 162. I'm sorry. So for North Dakota it's $162 a square foot, but that makes sense because there's nothing out there, so everything has to be shipped out there. So that's going to be part of it. So you know, a big chunk of it, but it's like, you know, Hawaii, $205 a square foot, New Jersey, $184 a square foot, California, $173 a square foot. And that's only because they have to count the nothing areas of California. Mm-hmm. If they count just Los Angeles, the Bay Area and the Valley, right? Mm-hmm. It's $312 a square foot just for those three areas. So... New York, $177 a square foot. But again, everybody thinks New York is just New York City, but there's a lot of nothing in New York. Yeah. So, but like Connecticut, $175 a square foot. So when you think about it, it's like, it's just, it's nuts to go, okay, so you're looking at a house and you, you know, you think of a 2,100 square foot house, which is fine. And that's going to include the cost of the lot, the plot, the the development um, and everything else. And so... The average cost of building a home in the United States right now is $332,397. The average cost of building a home 10 years ago was $197,400. Wow. So this isn't under just this administration. This is, this is how bad inflation is. Literally, since you've been an adult, I mean, since... Since you've hit puberty, let's just go through that. Since you've been, since you've hit puberty, the cost of building a house has gone up nearly seventy percent. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. 
So, and it's estimated that at this rate, it's unlikely that it's ever number one going to be cheaper. Um, and number two, because of the slowdown that's going to happen, the lumber industry, builders, suppliers, and all of those are going to have to raise their prices just to be able to make their minimum numbers. And so in that, over the course of the next two years, they're expecting that that number is going to go up another 20%. And y'all wonder why half of us don't want to go into <laughs> as many of the things that so many other people are have spouted mm -hmm. and touted are the best things, best jobs. Nobody wants to be doctors anymore. Right. Because what's the point? <laughs> go through all that schooling to get into so much debt to get into a job that eh, you might be able to have a life that you want. But for the most part, everything's too fucking expensive. No. And everything is getting replaced. Yeah. Everything. It's, just, it, it's so not worth it. It is so much more mm -hmm. worth it to not get into the crazy capitalist world that we're living in and mm -hmm. to stay home and raise a family and live off of your land <laughs> because well yeah what did i what was i doing yesterday afternoon building a chicken coop yep. how's it looking so far it's looking really great it's pretty damn big. i'm very excited i'm yeah. literally like i cannot express how excited i am like i it just it, i want to pop <laughs> because <laughs> i'm so excited because it's it, and, watching and you know, everybody else have them and mm -hmm. have their dream coops built and get all the chickens they've wanted and the different breeds of chickens they've wanted, be able yep. to raise the eggs and, you know, be able to have hatching, you know, eggs and, and raise chicks and give their broody hens chicks to raise. And like all the things that people are always doing that I've been watching for the past year and going, oh, I want to do that. <laughs> I'm going to be able to finally do it. And I'm so excited. Yeah, we're so going to break the law, but we're not going to have a rooster, but we're going to break the law. <laughs> Did you so, end up looking up all the things? Yeah, it's it is literally one hundred and fifty dollars a day. So yeah, I'll build some kind of contraption that he can hide under the bungalow <laughs> if somebody shows up. No, you can actually. There is surgery that you can get that will remove their vocal cords. Um, I don't know if anybody does it around here, but it's way more than the cost. That it makes it worth it. It was ridiculous. Well, yeah, you s it, it does not worth it anyways because you said you don't want meat birds. Yeah, I just because it's still that's that's still what's cheap enough. The eggs are are more important to me than anything else. But well, yeah, it's not about. But I thought the whole point was that it wasn't about cheap. It was about if if things go, go the way oh, that we're are. scared yeah, they're going, no, they're... you want to be able to have chickens and not sure. And know. that's where we're going to be able to trade honey. And oh yeah, you didn't see what came in yesterday, did you? My mushroom bags came in. Oh. So my inoculants are already ordered. Everything's on its way. And so we're going to have literally, you know, tens of pounds of at least of freeze-dried mushrooms. Because that's what I've decided I'm going to use a freeze-dryer for. I'm just going to, I'm going to freeze-dry so many oyster mushrooms and chestnut mushrooms and just, there you go, you know, and just start going to town with it. And regular mushrooms, too. So they, oh, yeah, that was the thing. I was sitting here looking at this, you know, the the little uh, trays, the, like, your growing trays, the the seeding trays, your seedling trays. I can use those to grow regular button mushrooms. That's what people are using. So I can just put in the, put in the coffee grounds, stick mushrooms in the coffee grounds, keep them in the humidifier, and in the cool humidifier, and just start growing mushrooms. Like, we'll have to buy mushrooms again. <laughs> And the fact is, is now mushrooms cost more than meat, yeah. you know, so, but with that,
Good morning, and welcome to the Morning Grind of the Stupid Podcast on Everything, where I'm Joey. And I'm Kiki. And we talk about everything. And nothing. All at the same time by two people who are miraculously awake. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, so how many national days do we got today? Two. Okay, go for it. Uh, this first one is, it is National Telephone Day. So, on April 25th, hmm. we observe National Telephone Day. Around the world, there are 9.82 billion mobile phones. And while wow. some predicted the landline to be obsolete by 2020, there are still 931 million landlines around the world. Mm-hmm. The correct answer to a, tr- a trivia question like who invented the telephone is the name on the pan- patent. In this case, the whole world knows the answer is Alexander Graham Bell. Had th- his attorney been delayed by foul weather or poor planning, the answer may be a different name. On February 14, 1876... Marcellus Bailey, one of Bell's attorneys, mm-hmm. rushed into the U.S. Patent Office in Boston to file the patent for what would be the telephone. Later the same day, Alicia Gray filed a patent caveat for the same device. A caveat is an intent to file for a patent. There was also a third contender, Antonio, whose name I'm not going to try to pronounce. Mucci. Okay. It's Mucci. Antonio Mucci. And I firmly believe that that he... Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Filed a caveat in November of 1871 for a talking telephone, the telegraph, but failed to renew the caveat due to hardships. Because Bell submitted his record first, the patent office awarded Bell the patent on March 7, 1876. Gray contested this decision in court, but without success. Born March 3rd, 1847 in Edinburgh, United Kingdom, Bell taught at a boys' boarding school. The sounds of speech were an integral part of his life. His father developed a visible speech system for deaf students to communicate. Bell would later become a friend and benefactor of Helen Keller. Three days after the patent was approved, Bell spoke the first words by telephone to his assistant. Mr. Watson, come here. I want to see you. By May, Bell and his team stood prepared for a public demonstration, and there would be no better place than the grand stage of the World's Fair in Philadelphia. On May 10, 1876, in a crowded machinery hall, a man's voice transmitted from a small horn and carried out through a speaker to the audience. One year later, the White House installed its first phone. The telephone revolution began. Bell Telephone Company was founded on July 9, 1877, and they installed the first public telephone lines from Boston to Somerville, Massachusetts, the same year. By the end of the decade, nearly 50,000 phones existed in the United States. In May of 1967, phone companies across the country installed the 100 millionth telephone line. So to observe National Telephone Day, celebrate by calling someone and telling them Happy National Telephone Day. Share your vintage telephone pictures on social media and try making a call with a rotary phone. Yeah. um, So Antonio Mucci, uh, you know, we all know Alexander Graham Bell invented it, but literally it was just it was a ridiculous race. Um, but Mucci had actually developed not just one type of telephone. So it was something around 30 different types of telephone utilizing everything from, um, electrical, um, electrical resonance to magnetic resonance resonance. So he actually, he actually had an intercom system set up in his house so that he could communicate with his wife on the, in the basement from the top floor of their home. And, um, yeah, the, the guy in Italy, of course, loves to want to credit him as well and they had him on a stamp at one point so i mean mm-hmm. you know he was he was there um you know but uh he also you know he's also one of those that like tesla died bankrupt so he literally died he was he was bankrupt 
and so he had um, some debtors that he owed money to, and so his home got auctioned. Everything like so, yeah. He uh, it was not not a great situation for the poor guy. <laughs> so, oh, sorry. There we go. And uh, he died in New York. So and uh, and when you think about like how long ago, how long the phone's been around and everything else, know that you know he died in 1889. So a little over a hundred years ago, 1989, when you think about it, it's like just kind of crazy, but that's how long the phone's been. Around. I mean, the phone hasn't been around that long. It just seems, can, can you imagine a world without it? No. And that's like what I think is still so weird is just the fact that we have phones in our pockets mm-hmm. all the time. Like that there was a point where people had to go to a phone Hey, you want to call me? Here is that phone number. And even before that, my brain still cannot make sense of the whole you call an operator and the operator connects you to the person that you were trying to reach. Like I my, Through a that switchboard and it was a five-digit number and it's like literally because there were so few people that had phones, you know, that was the way it worked. So yeah, it's nuts, yeah, right? It's weird to think that anybody other than just a young person going, do you have a phone? <laughs> that there were... Mm-hmm grown adults that were asking people hey do you have a landline (laughs) right (laughs) because if you don't then we have to send letters to each other or just plan to meet at this date and time because otherwise we can't communicate because you don't have a landline like it's just so weird to me that people were going months weeks months sometimes years without communicating with people because they were sending letters imagine you didn't know if somebody (laughs) was dead yeah like they'd have to they had to plan the funerals out so far enough that people who were getting the telegrams and the wires were able to come to um, the funeral. Yeah, that's weird to me. Mm-hmm. The I just I can't even. And that's part also part of the reason why, like nowadays, if somebody doesn't get back to you, it's kind of like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, at this point. <laughs> but yeah, but but for the record, so everybody understands this, it is that Mucci did in fact invent the telephone before Alexander Graham Bell. It's just that he let his uh, patent, you know, he he just let it slip mm-hmm. and Bell grabbed onto it. So, but I mean, he was, you, you could put him up against Bell. Like it was crazy. Everything from candle, mo- uh, candle molds and, you know, um, lamp burners and just methods for making wicks. The guy loved candles. Like he just had a bunch of stuff. And here's... He had a, he had an actual improved me- method of manufacturing effervescent drinks. Okay, so, kind of cool from fruit. So yeah, so you know, it's pretty awesome to think about. So <laughs> anyway, so okay, so what's our second day? It is National Zucchini Bread Day. So each year on April 25th, yeah. National Zucchini Bread Day encourages bakers to make this delicious bread. Many explorers who came to the Americas brought back what they considered strange foods, including zucchini. The zucchini eventually found its way to Italy, where it was named zu- oh God. Z- zucchino or zucchino, mm-hmm. however you would pronounce it in Italian. <laughs> Native Americans referred to zucchini as something eaten raw. However, we all know that zucchini tastes best cooked, especially in bread. Oh, yeah. 
Zucchini bread is similar to other quick breads like banana bread. Other quick breads you might be familiar with include muffins, scones, and biscuits. When baked, zucchini and banana bread go into the into the oven in loaf pans. When finished, slice and serve with butter, peanut jam, or peanut butter, jam, or just plain. The basic ingredients of a quick bread include fat. Bakers use shortening, butter, margarine, or vegetable oils depending on the texture they wish to achieve. Follow recipes and use only the fat called for to achieve the desired results. Sugar. Granular sugar, brown sugar, and some sugar substitutes are used sometimes. Many bakers add fruit for sweetness, substituting a portion of the sugar in the recipe, like with banana bread. Eggs. As an emulsifier and a binding ingredient, eggs add volume and texture to quick bread. Flour. Most bakers use an all-purpose flour, but other recipes will use alternative flours. Always follow the recipe because other ingredients have been adjusted to improve texture when using an alternative flour. Mm. Liquid. Usually milk or water moisten the mixture. Activate the gluten in the flour and dissolve the sugar. A leavening agent, either baking powder or baking soda, and an acid, such as cream of tartar, are used. Um, baking powder is baking soda with the, with the acid already added. I did not know that. Sorry, I'm not a baker, so I don't know half the stuff in baking. You know, I generally, yeah, I'm not, I'm not good about that. Flavoring ingredient: Bakers incorporate a variety of spices, fruits, and vegetables, nuts, and extracts. Each one complements the flavor of the main ingredient. In a quick bread, bakers often use vanilla to enhance the flavor. When mixing your ingredients, be sure to follow the recipe instructions. Overmixing prevents the bread from rising while baking, causing the bread to be dense. So to observe National Zucchini Bread Day, celebrate the day by making fresh zucchini bread for yourself. Dip into your freezer stash from last year's bumper crop and bake the day away. Be sure to plant more zucchini so you can celebrate this day next year, too. Mm. If you're looking for other ways to use your zucchini, always be able to look up things online and just share what your favorite zucchini recipe, zucchini bread recipe is. See, I like zucchini bread. I've had zucchini bread, but I don't associate zucchini bread as something that I celebrated. I was like, because we were poor, we had zucchini bread. So I don't know that I've had it as, well, I've had it a couple of times as an adult, but yeah, I mean, my favorite, my zucchini pancakes are what we love the most and what I make with zucchini, right? Yeah. So, but I don't know. I'd be up for you making some zucchini bread. Yeah, you know? I don't think I've ever made it. I think I've only had it like once. Yeah. So I I I don't remember anything about it. I know that I really like my banana bread, and thus far, what I'm realizing is that like, even though we love the banana bread uh, to be sweet and more like a dessert or a breakfast mm-hmm. thing, that when you make it without sweetening it at all and using like bananas that aren't sweet and just making banana bread with regular bananas, that it's still like a breakfasty. Uh, textured but not sweetened bread right. which is just it's so weird to me that you can make bread <laughs> with things other than you know normal ingredients to make bread like my brain does not I but I've also never gone into all of the scientific everything that has to do with baking I just bake although it's probably smart for me to get into the scientific side of it just so that I can learn how to create recipes on my own because that's like the biggest issue. Yeah, like how you do you make baking soda? Like what would you like if if cuz that's something we don't have stocked up. You know, we don't have baking soda or baking baking um powder like stocked up. What would be like a good cuz it's an alkaline, right? So Yeah, it's uh either baking powder or baking soda and an acid. So 
I I don't know. <laughs> I literally <laughs> have no idea. I don't know anything about that. I know that it's not hard to get baking soda, um, but baking powder is. You never use a lot of it, is what I'm no- noticing, because mm-hmm. we have, like, three different containers from not being able to find it, and we've had those three containers now for, you know, like, two years, because we don't use it often enough. Yeah. But, you know, I also wonder how different it is for people that are baking, like, constantly, which is, you know, I every time that I see people that are doing that, I'm like, you know what, it must be nice to be able to live a life that you can like because i see people that like they wake up every single day and they make a loaf of bread for that day for their family yeah i'm like you know (laughs) it must be nice to not have to get up alone with (laughs) three children to try to make breakfast and lunch for and have them all do other things because like that's the only way that things like that works because either their kids are significantly younger or both of the parents get up in the morning and so one of them's dealing with the kids and getting them ready and then the other one's dealing with making food and so it's just like every time I see things like that, I'm like, man, <laughs> because when you were out on the road, that's how Nikki and I were doing it. Is we were both getting up, and uh, that's we would, yeah, we would have one person following the girls around, make sure they were doing what they're supposed to, got ready and everything, mm-hmm. and you know, the other person was dealing with food, and so everybody was sitting down by seven every morning to be able to eat and relax everything's already by the door so we just you know sit down watch an episode of something before they had to leave and it was it was nice (laughs) but now i don't understand how we went from being able to get up do a 30 minute workout and then send them off on their ways one of them was taking a shower and the other two were still getting ready and everything and everybody was still sat down by seven and now it's like we don't do any of that extra stuff but still somehow we're leaving late every morning mm-hmm. <laughs> like how are we getting up at five thirty when we have to leave at seven thirty-five and we are leaving late what happens how does that how does that happen so yeah but no i i i would love to be able to make more bread but I just feel like the the biggest issue is that I have, I have so much, I I feel like I need my freedom to sit down and do nothing mm-hmm. for you know at least an hour out of my day, and I feel like that's like the only time that it's like yeah well if I'm sitting down doing nothing, <laughs> that's when I would be making the bread because it's it, it's nice and I'm sure that as people do it more often it becomes a lot easier to. Like, because they have more things memorized. They right. don't have to take, you know, because at the end of it, it's probably 10 solid minutes out of all of that time that you're just reading and rereading and rereading and rereading because you don't want to mess it up. And then gathering ingredients and then putting those ingredients measured out into different things and all that. So it's like, I, I'm i sure that as people get used to it and they have all of their things, you know, their kitchen set up for specific things like that because our kitchen we do so many things in Mm -hmm. it that it's like it's not set up to be a bakery and it won't be until you have a separate room for your kitchen and so i think like once that happens once it's set up to be a bakery it'll probably be a lot easier (laughs) because the KitchenAid will just be out (laughs) and other things that we use and like measuring cups will never be touched by children because oh my gosh we cannot have a set of measuring spoons or cups in this house without losing five of them because they just wash them and then throw them somewhere. And, you know, when you have teaspoon and half teaspoon and, you know, tablespoon mm-hmm. and half tablespoon, those things are so small <sighs> that if they don't get yeah. put back on the ring, they're gone forever. <laughs> we had a whole metal set 
And now we only have the half teaspoon, teaspoon, and tablespoon. Mm-hmm. All of the rest of them are gone. I I haven't even seen half of them. <laughs> but no, Amy, but, but Amy was somewhere somebody's me. throwing out dishes and silverware. Yeah, we so already just, know this. It's just it's insane that mm-hmm. we like. I look at things like that and like that's all that I can ever think of. Is like man, people people really like zucchini bread is a part of a good chunk of the you know population's just normal thing in their lives. Oh yeah. And I'm like man, like and like they make it, and I'm well, like I wish <laughs> we we come down here and it's like the, some of the things that people just do and you're like wait what like you yeah know. and then i look at it and i'm like i want to do that and then i think about it and i'm like i'll never be able to do that because i actually because like i think that's that's the biggest thing that like stops all of us from doing things is that we see something that somebody else mm-hmm. does and go man that would be super cool if we could do that but then we think about the actual logistics of how it would alter our day and it just Things don't things don't work out like that half the time with us. Yeah, <laughs> we have tried so many times. Like it's it, we want so badly. Every single adult in this house can sit there and say that if we all got up at six o'clock every morning, our days would go a lot smoother. But my goodness, nobody will do it. <laughs> We've said it so many times. Got to get up early. Got to be out of bed. You know, no matter what, ready to start our day at seven o'clock and be perfect. And then, you know, okay, nine thirty. I'm down. <laughs> I'm down. Actually, yeah, I'm down. Because we, we've had this. I no, I'm, I'm down. I'm down right now. No, I'm down. I'm down. Nope. 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 Every day is a new chance to make a new change, right? Yeah. Okay. And it takes eleven days to make a habit. Okay. Or fourteen? Eleven. Okay. You yeah. said eleven. Yeah, it's eleven. Eleven days to make mm-hmm. a habit. Okay. I'm so down. Okay. I've literally it's because from six to seven in mm-hmm. the morning, working out that okay. early for me is like perfect, and then. After after that, it just gets increasingly harder because six to seven working out and then showering and then I'm, you know, outside mm-hmm. dealing with the garden from like seven to eight, eight thirty. And then I'm inside from that point forward. I have time to do so much more. <laughs> I feel like so. Yeah. No. OK. It's if you're if you are willing to do it, because like mm-hmm. literally I, the reason you brought it up before is not being feasible is just because of your insomnia. So, yeah. But if you can, if you can no, do I've it, been, I've been falling asleep pretty fast. So you know what? And I think the allergy medicine has probably helped that. So <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm down. I'm just, I'm completely down. Let's just do it. Okay. So, so that means, at least for me, mm-hmm. that bedtime for me strictly nine o'clock because that's the only time uh, that I can actually. That's right. The raids. Damn it. Boy. Okay. See, but sacrifices of mm-hmm. certain things no, to make it's the. It's just. It's. Yeah, no, that's, it's fine. That's I'll just start I... AFK placing stuff and just telling them, hey, guys, I, you know, no, I got to keep getting up. So, yeah, no, I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down. I'm down. I'm down. So, yeah, I'm you know what? No, I'm I'm absolutely down. I'm I'm good for that. So anyways, <laughs> so, you know, so we've made a, this mm-hmm. is a new start for. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I feel I feel goaded into it, but I'm good. I'm I'm there. What? You just said you're down. No, I'm good. I'm just talking good. about. Okay. So, anyways, <laughs> don't forget to hit that follow button on whatever you're listening from. Like our podcast page on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. You can find all of that in our link tree in the description. And be sure to give our website a visit. That's stupidpodcastsoneverything.com. And check out our blog and all of our new articles that are in there. We are doing articles based on a lot of the stuff that we've talked about on here and uh, expanding out on a lot of it. So, until we see you this afternoon, hopefully, or you visit us, join us this afternoon. Peace out with your peace out. Bye.